right, CJ, what's going on, brother? Oh, Cooper. Not much, man. Not much. We're doing another riff episode. Not riff raff, but uh, riff. Just where right. we're going to banter, I guess, back and forth. What we call riffing, guys, is uh, CJ and I just uh, catching up. I think it's good for us all to take a breather. And, uh, you know, I think we deliver story after story after story every week, CJ. And uh, I, you know, we all enjoy them, but I think it's cool. We have so much going on to just uh, simply catch up with each other and just talk about all the different things that Mountaineer Media seems to be involved in now. This thing's kind of growing like on its own. It's kind of funny to think that for as much as we do talk, a lot of the things that we don't talk about our personal lives, you know, so right. it's like everything just business related, Mountaineer Media, um, broadband and, and shipments and, you know, <laughs> talking about blogs and bloggers and getting everything up to date. But then it's almost like, how's your dog? You know, you forget right. to ask the questions like that sometimes. So speaking of how was your pup? You, you oh. had a new pup and there were a lot of growing pains early on. So I, I hope it's yeah. gotten better. Yeah, folks, probably. I, I think he's been featured a few times on the Instagram he's story. He, he's been in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's probably been, every now and then. <laughs> been on the podcast. He's actually walking towards me right now. Yeah, I have a little puppy. I live in a uh, fifth story apartment and, you know, walking him. It's actually he, like much credit to him. It's like he caught on early on, like the whole going outside deal. Like I was a little bit worried living in downtown city, but uh, no, he's uh, he's good, man. It's just uh, puppies are full time jobs. So I'd recommend anybody that got a puppy. Maybe during COVID, you're realizing this now, but you know it's like I could not imagine having a kid after having a puppy yeah, because they're yeah. a lot of work, but they're they're definitely worth it. So he kind of is blending in on your Zoom background. He's he's not a puppy anymore, man. That's a dog. That's a yeah. dog you got behind you. He's forty pounds. Yeah, he's forty. Pounds. <laughs> That's no puppy, man. That's no puppy anymore. Did you know he was going to get that big? Uh, no, we adopted it in, well, I mean, they told us like, I think you go to a shelter, they say, oh, this dog's not going to be that big that everyone always says that. And he's really not a huge dog, but, um, he's a retriever spaniel mix. So we had an idea yeah. that he'd be, you know, about knee high, like yeah, about 40 yeah, yeah. pounds on the um, upper end of a medium sized dog, a man's best friend. But what's up with you, man? How's everything? Oh been man. Yeah. 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 You know, just, um, we're, we're knee deep or waist deep in in sports coverage right now down at the uh, CHS HQ. We, um, it's actually been a crazy couple of weeks because, you know, we, we travel with Marshall. That's one of our deals. And, man, we've been on the road nonstop since week one. I mean, Marshall's played five games. And over the last month and a half, I mean, we, we drove to Annapolis, Maryland. We drove to Boone, North Carolina. We just got back from Nashville, from Middle Tennessee State University. So, like sometimes we'll hop on a plane and fly. We'll do that when Marshall goes to Florida and Texas. But mm -hmm. on these like regional trips, man, it's 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 car ride after car ride. And and you don't have the unfortunate part is you don't always have a ton of time to like stay and hang out and sightsee because right. I mean, you're on the grind, man. You're moving, you're moving. And so good and bad, pros and cons with it, but it's been nonstop. So it's uh it's it's a relaxing weekend knowing that Marshall has a home game. <laughs> yeah, so, I bet. So, uh, now, have yeah, you, that's yeah. Have you ever met a West Virginian out like like not maybe not affiliated with like the, the game directly, but like when you guys travel, do you guys run into West Virginians? All yeah, time? I, I don't have a story that I can just like pinpoint off the top of my head, but yeah, like everywhere that we go, you know what people like to when because I'm not it's not like I'm traveling with WVU, so people don't always immediately recognize Marshall. 
especially oh, when right, you're right. out and about. But like what people do recognize, like the, the the first question that you generally get is like, oh, is that like the movie We Are Marshall? Right. Like, yeah, that's that's the story. So like most of the time, that's how people make that connection is to to Marshall University football. So it's kind of funny that that happens that more often than, um, you know, I'm from Bluefield or, right. or whatever. That definitely does happen. And that's happened to me several times. But, you know, just like small encounters like that. But more often than not, it's the waitress at, you know, whatever bar and grill we're at before the game asking, is that like the movie We Are Marshall? It's like, yeah, right. that's 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 what is great. Going mo- great movie. We had Mike Hamrick on the podcast, who's the <laughs> yeah. former athletic director at Marshall University, talk about it. Um, but speaking yeah. of Marshall, one of our other guests, actually, uh, Brad Smith, I think an article was coming out. He's kind of in the running as a finalist for the president of uh, Marshall University, which I thought is yeah. interesting. And I'm honestly on the surface level, it seems like it would be a great fit to have such a high profile business kind of tech just like mogul as your president because of all really all the relationships he has all the attention that he can draw to the state to the school you know really kind of you know bring i would say marshall you know w kind of dominates i would say most national headlines out of west virginia from an academia standpoint it's like the w i mean they're everywhere it's like the entire state but if if brad smith gets into marshall and i think that would really 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 I don't know that to me, that seems like a great fit and that'd pull some weight in the business world. Yeah. I mean, if, if it really matters, if anybody really cares from the Mountaineer media podcast, we officially recommend Brad Smith as the next president of Marshall university. Right. um, (laughs) And we'll pass that on, but we don't have a voting chair. Yeah. We we're not on the board of governors, so nobody cares, but we, we did talk about this a little off air too. And when we had Brad, something that he said that might kind of get glossed over and like maybe scoffed at a little bit, but he said, you know, why can't you bring Silicon Valley to Canova? You know, the days of having to move to Silicon Valley to be um, a leader in the tech industry are behind us. You can do that anywhere in the world with a couple of key components. And he said, why can't we do it in Wayne County where he's from Canova, West Virginia? So what a weird twist to all of this it would really be if he decided to take, if he was offered this position and took the position at Marshall University to be one of the most powerful men in Southern West Virginia and the Southern half of West Virginia. And all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, he might start the Silicon Valley in Canova. Right. You know? so I think it'd be it would great, be man. Cool, man, it would be cool. That, I mean, I think he's pretty sure he's still the active chairman of um, of Nordstrom and of Intuit. So, like, he would have to definitely do some shuffling around, I would imagine. So, anyway, I don't know. It could be a cool kind of coming home thing for him. I imagine he's, you know, strongly thinking about it. Just saw that uh, headline. Um but wanted to guess uh, or bring your guys' attention to some articles. You know, if you follow us on social media, you guys see all these articles come out, but maybe you're just a podcast listener and you're not really aware of the fact that we've got incredible bloggers, I would say. And these folks are, look, they, we build out relationships and partnerships with them to help them really just, we, we provide the platform and structuring to their unique talent, uh, passion about West Virginia. So Joe Justice had a recap video um, from the West Virginia State Fair that came out. And uh, you've probably seen Joe's videos. He brings his two kids out. CJ, you actually met Joe's kids. They're <laughs> Ray and Clark, man. It was a wild out, Ray experience, Clark. man. So Joe, if you listen to this one, you are you guys are a unique and very eclectic family. I learned more about 
maybe even just West Virginia, just talking to Joe and his family for a couple of minutes. I mean, about their backyard, the 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 uh, the, the natural habitat of the uh, the justices family backyard. But uh, yeah, man, great. Uh, it was cool meeting them because no offense, Joe, but Ray and Clark are the stars of the show of the videos that you put. Together. Absolutely. Well, they and they feature Mr. B every video, which <laughs> yeah, is cool. The kids too. love yeah. Mr. B. Shout out Mr. B, our presenting sponsor. <laughs> we just resigned with them. Uh, but Joe does good videos. He has a recap on the West Virginia State Fair. Catherine Allen. Look, Catherine Allen is grinding. She's out there. That's uh, a beast. She is, man. She's hiking probably every damn trail there is in west virginia uh she had let's see here i'm looking at hike 19 she was at the bridge trail to fayette trail down at the new river gorge national park not a state park national park um she does a full recap most of the time she'll do a video review she writes it up she gives you the fast facts she says hey look if it costs money is this good for kids is it a little dangerous maybe there's a bunch of ledges maybe you don't bring your kids on this one so if you're looking like hey you know i want to hike with my family you know i want to get out and enjoy west virginia's nature but i'm a little bit intimidated by picking a trail Catherine allen has documented up to this point 20 west virginia trails for you super cool yeah and great and job this last one is one of my favorite and it's kind of funny because if if you've seen that classic looking picture of harper's ferry it's like it's looking down off the top of a mountain onto harper's ferry this tiny little river town basically yeah. in harper's ferry and the trail is coincident ironically really in in maryland in harper's ferry oh i don't know um, yeah so above the like above, above it's it, because it's on the other side of the river hmm. so the trail i think starts in west virginia ends in maryland and you hike this mountain and you look down on it but that's like it very cool i mean it's like a, a very scenic trail and one isn't it kind of funny that maybe one of the best photos you can take of west virginia is from maryland so nobody cares about maryland everybody's you know right is for west virginia but uh yeah anyway so that's the the, the 20th hike that she just finished um, and that's over on our website, mountaineermedia.org. So, and yeah, then, man, I agree. Go ahead. Laura ja well, one more article that is just a recent um, Laura Jackson, Laura Jackson Roberts, excuse me. Um, the rise of West Virginia COVID campers is her article. And she basically shares a personal story about, hey, look, they looked out during the COVID and they're like, you know, we want to enjoy uh, nature. We want to get out. We kind of want to get away from people, you know flashback to peak pandemic we're all cloroxing our groceries and like not touching anything and yeah. you know like touching doorknobs with gloves on like right so everyone was wanting to get out into nature and what better place in west virginia as a state to capture that outdoor you know, newfound outdoor enthusiasm in west virginia so she kind of talks about the fact that people are wanting to do that but okay cabins were prices were skyrocketing so she tells a cool story how she gets a camper travels around the state um, and I think just speaks to the sense of the larger sense that a lot of people are just, okay, let, let's just take a break. Let's work. We work hard. We grind, grind, grind. The COVID forced everybody to get out and enjoy nature. And I think that's really cool that she and her family experienced that. But I'm, I'm bullish on the fact that a lot of people are going to explore West Virginia with this newfound uh, adventurism, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, that's almost one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough in West Virginia. Everybody knows that there's hiking, biking, rafting, but camping is right there. And I don't think the some of the great campsites around West Virginia get talked about enough. I think you you kind of miss them when you're thinking about the state parks and the national park. Uh, you know, West Virginia's tourism website has just, you know, all of these great places and and, you know, 
props to Laura for what she's done. I mean, the, the pop-up camper and just kind of traveling right. the state. It's it's a cool story, and she is a fantastic writer. So, again, go check that out over on mountaineermedia.org, Rise of the West Virginia COVID Camper. So that's who uh, CJ, we need a we need a well, we probably should talk to our friend Nathan Altman. We need someone to blog about camping because I don't think I mean we've got cat going to hiking. Yeah. But someone who because I mean camping is, I mean, I'm you you grew up a Boy Scout. I'm like, I love backpacking. We have mutual friends that we go, you know, out in the woods with in West Virginia. But that is something that is uh I don't know. It's hard to find better areas to do backcountry camping too not like okay let's like rig up a tent with a hundred other people we have those parks and those are nice i'm not knocking that if that's your style of camping but some of west virginia camping is that backcountry where there's like literally yeah, yeah. nothing like no light pollution quite like dolly sods yeah right you drive Pocahontas up, county like you park yeah. and you walk two miles out three miles four miles five miles out backpacking style yeah, some you know places where few have tread, kind of kind of cranberry glades, yep. exactly. So, um, anyway, we'll well, yeah, well, I'll tell this story then because I I know off off screen we'd said uh, I had a good camp camping story, a, a good Boy Scout story. So Nathan's actually involved in this one. All right, let's hear. So it. Nathan and I are tenting. This is um, uh, we're we're at a, a summer scout retreat. It's like summer camp, basically. It's uh, this old place called uh, Dilly's Mill, which no longer is open. It's up close to very close to Green Bank. And you know me, I'm a little shit back in these days. I'm still probably a little shit, but nothing back then. If you can even imagine little CJ, he's even a little shit. You did look like Harry Potter. I will say you look. Like well, Harry you know Potter. what? I bought into that. I was like, oh, I, you adopted I, I the Harry the Potter. Har- oh, for sure, man. I, I rocked the glasses. I remember one <laughs> Halloween. I had the lightning bolt. Dude, I was Harry Potter. Did you ever I think like- at one point you were Harry Potter? Like, you know what? No. It could be me. Like, I no, could, yeah. no. Uh. You know, I, I, I. <laughs> the wand i know i i really didn't get big into harry potter until a couple of of the movies in and that was never quite my style i was more of a star yeah. wars guy star wars and jurassic park those were my two fantasy gotcha. worlds out there but um so anyway we're you you for these scout camps you're with another person you're with another guy in all of these tents and so i remember this one trip we we got to um for if if uh, you could keep an egg in a box, if you could design a natural box and like wrap it with leaves and and stuff like that, things from nature, and you drop it from twenty feet and it didn't crack, you got to crush the egg on your favorite counselor or whatever over Ooh. his head. So there was this dude named Randy, who's a South Charleston guy. He was one of the camp counselors. Uh, we dropped the egg. It's um, it survives. And this was Kelton and I, Kelton George and I, who are good buddies. And so we smashed this egg on Randy's head. A couple nights later, that was that was a daytime activity. A couple nights later, I'm in the tent with Nathan, and it's nighttime. It's like the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, it's it's raining, lightning, a, a light lightning storm, and all of a sudden, I can hear like these rumbles in the bushes, and and then all of a sudden, I like the something brushes up against the tent, you know, and you're like, what? is that man what is that and all of a sudden i look over nathan's nothing nathan's passed out and like uh the tent's like kind of starting to shake you know i'm thinking what in the world is going on it's starting to really rain and then i hear the the growl there's this growl outside 
Jeez. and I'm thinking I'm dead. And then all of a sudden, like the tent starts shaking, and this bear sound starts shaking this tent. I am pissing my pants. Nathan's not moving, and I'm like, Stoked. "What is going on, man?" And then it stops, and this little and the tent flaps start opening up and i see this head coming in through the tent flaps and i'm thinking that this bear is sniffing this tent and gonna rip us to shreds because there were always rumors of of bear sightings in every summersville or every summer's trip and summer camp trip and so and then like the head comes out and then it pops back in and these guys slam down this bear statue that they actually stole from the jesus i mean that's kind of traumatic I'm crying, man. I'm I'm in damn near tears. Nathan rolls over. He's laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world because he funny. was in on it. And so they actually stole this bear, this bear statue from the 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 mess hall and were messing with me. And it was like, hey, we had to get you back. You can't just crack eggs on anybody. You know? so yeah, like, geez, I mean, it was that same it. guy. It was the counselor and a couple of other guys that got together to pull that off. It was like, man, you guys are messed up. That's All right, that's uh, that could uh, scar you going forward. You thought you were a bear attacking you? No, dude, I thought I was dead. I thought I was dead. So anyway, well, speaking of, speaking of spooky stories here, Joe Justice, uh, who we spoke about, said, "You know any good ghost stories?" And I don't know if we don't have any ghost stories, Joe, unfortunately. But my grand. <laughs> grandmother uh barbara Monts. she worked at the moundsville penitentiary for 20 years 25 years as a librarian and she has a lot of good stories about you know my mom and of course my uncles and growing up like the prisoners would like come to their house sometimes to like move furniture like that seems crazy like you would just have like a couple prisoners come in and like do a favor and like move your couch around they would do that um, one time the prisoners broke out of the prison, uh, and, and if you know Moundsville, West Virginia, the Glendale, Moundsville, West Virginia area, it's really small. I mean, the penitentiary is a massive, like haunted looking, you know, castle-esque building right in the middle of this like quaint little neighborhood of Moundsville. Um, but the prisoners broke out, they're running through the streets. Um, uh, definitely my mom uh, and them remember that. That's but- wild. But it's turned into it's turned into a haunted situation where I believe you can go on these tours. Um, I yeah. think it was built and the story actually might be um, that like some whoever like the mayors or whoever was like leading these little communities or towns at the time or had this this authority could pick between West Virginia University and the state prison. And apparently, like, I think it was maybe offered to Moundsville or it was maybe in, in the running of it. And, you know, Morgantown ended up being where the university went and, you know, uh, Moundsville, West Virginia got the prison. Um, funny how that kind of shakes out, how it could change a whole, you know, economic landscape. Uh, but now it's a crazy haunted building where i mean they've look they've executed people in that building um yeah and it's spooky and you can i think you can tour it now coming in october who knows with covid but i'm pretty sure if you're looking for a west virginia you know halloween-esque uh, fun time go to the penitentiary in moundsville west virginia so funny story i just drove past the the, the penitentiary for the first time last week really? and yeah. so i was in the uh the wheeling glendale mcmeckin and yep. Moundsville area because they're all like down the stretch of route same road yeah 20 miles within each other 
And so um, I said, you know what, we're, we're going down route two, we're coming back from a wheeling trip. And I said, I've never seen the penitentiary and I've never seen the mound, the Moundsville mound, right. which is the largest mound in the state of West Virginia. And so this was like a perfect opportunity to, we drove past uh, Brad Paisley's house. So that was kind of yep. cool too. But then, yeah, we get to this penitentiary and it's just funny how, like what you just said is so on point. It's a castle-esque looking mm-hmm horror house it's scary in the middle sure. of a suburb you know it's like there's a dog barking across the street at a normal looking you know playground of uh just a neighborhood you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know man it's just one of those places it's like what what happened here like something's not right and if they ever wanted to tear it down how would they even go about it you know what would you it's like do bomb it to get like bomb exactly it. exactly so i mean it held some of the most dangerous you know i mean within west virginia but i'm sure they transfer people from different places i mean it was like a high at the time when it was built whenever Max it was security. Yeah. i mean it was the prison i mean it yeah. was the most fortified building in, in the state yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. I think you can tour it. You can, I think you can even stay overnight. I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, but check that out if you're looking for a West Virginia experience. Um, another question we had, CJ, um, was, and I don't really know much where we can answer on this. We're probably not the most credible sources, but he said, I want to hear your guys' opinion on charter schools in West Virginia, pros and cons. What do you think it means for education? Um, look, I'll be the first person to admit I cannot even credibly speak on the pros and cons of that. I'm not too read up into charter schools in West Virginia. I will say, I mean, any support of West Virginia education in a conversation that we can help move along to better the, you know, the outcomes of West Virginia education, where Mountaineer Media is more than happy to have people on. Um, CJ, I don't know if you've ever heard of any groups or people, the pros and cons of that within the state. Um but nonetheless, that was a question that we had submitted from a loyal listener. Yeah, you know, charter schools are allowed in West Virginia now. I'm actually just looking up like when things can start. Um, yeah, like certain places can like certain um, charter schools like West Virginia Academy could open by fall of 2022. So within the next year, there are going to be a, a select few of charter schools that are allowed to open up in the state of West Virginia. Don't get me wrong. I am not highly versed in the, you know, the information that you need to know about charter yeah. schools, whether they'll be successful or not. But look, at the end of the day, there's some things about West Virginia that you can't just beat around the bush. The state is one of the lowest in educated populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't change. That hasn't changed for you know, the, the, the schooling of young children, either some of the schools, you know, based on test scores and whatever national rankings, you know, however much weight you want to put into that, how much stock you want to put into that. They consistently say that West Virginia is one of the lowest in the nation in terms of just overall education. So if the idea of charter schools can come in and help that a little bit, or at least help some of these kids, these younger kids find out what they want to do with their lives a little sooner, or they can kind of focus on things a little earlier in their, their educative careers, education careers, then maybe that'll help down the stretch. But yeah, I wouldn't want to try and get into the weeds because I'd just be talking out of my ass um, about charter schools. But sure, I do pay. Know that it's, it's not a bad idea. If nothing else is working, then, you know, why, why wouldn't you want to try something else? 
So well, I was just say at a minimum, we ha- we do have to find a way to pay West Virginia teachers more. I can't say that, and it's like, oh, it's easy to say. It's like a like I'm running for office, like pay teachers more. But look, if these people, if we're saying, hey, develop our youth, and we're not incentivizing uh, the professional educators to you know ha- make a freaking living, I'm not saying none of them even say they want to be wealthy and all this. They're just like, no, like pay us a livable wage to be able to like support a family. Um, we have to find a way to make investments in our teachers because they're the ones educating our kids. So basically, if you care about your kids, you should care about your teachers because those are the people that we want to bring into the state. Maybe they're not from West Virginia, but we would love to have high quality uh, teachers, professionals wanting to move here and help educate our youth. Um, I don't know how to solve that. Again, that that probably gets into you know huge macro state policy, politics type stuff that you know this is not the source for you for that. Um, yeah. But we are happy to be uh, two curious guys that interview experts. That's what we like to do here. Um, we like to, to listen in and hear other people's stories. So we, thank we you for the... To, uh, we might have to reach out to an old friend of ours, Ben Adams. He was the charter school king of West Virginia really? for a while there. So we might have to reach out to Ben and see, see uh, you know, where he's at. He, he no longer lives in West Virginia, um, but uh, he definitely keeps his ear to the ground when it comes to stuff like that. So... So if anybody's listening, you know people, yeah, if you know people like that, like CJ just mentioned, or you have recommendation for us to speak on, even I would say I would like to do an episode, you know, we had the Chancellor um, Sarah Tucker on, mm-hmm. but that was more college level stuff. I mean, you know, if someone is like a, you know, public uh, educator, or, you know, someone that has a uh, opinions or some sort of authority within that world uh reach out to us we'd love to speak with you about it it's an important subject so thank you to alec moron uh, that can't be his last name i'm sorry moran. I call him moran. Probably, moran. <laughs> probably not alec moron <laughs> <laughs> alec, my bad hear that let us know that yeah. you heard that <laughs> That's funny. We'll send you a shirt. I mean, that's tough, man. That's tough. It looks like more on. You need a hyphen in your. You need a hyphen in your name, brother. Uh, um, all right, let's let's change topics a little bit, Cooper. You actually just did one of the coolest things of all time. You got to host a TED talk. Um, you did a TEDx in in at WVU. And yep. how kind of walk us through? Because I know a little bit of the story, not the full thing, but. You know, how did that all kind of come about? How did that happen? And then how did it end up going? Because I watched it and you did. You gave us the shout out here at Mountaineer Media. So Mason and I got the shout out. So that was pretty darn cool, too. But this now, is something that you wanted to do for a while now, because even when we started this last year, you're like, I got all these goals, man. I want to give a TED talk, you know? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah it, it happened. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like many things, it's, it's uh, different angles of, of where I can go. So basically, you know, we all know TED Talks, I guess. I'm assuming we all know TED Talks. TED is like a giant organization that essentially seeks to uh, promote ideas, education. You know, they're all about, it's not corporate. You're not like going on there and plugging businesses or stuff like that. You're going on there to like talk about like ideas and inspiring and like your personal journeys and stuff. So most people are familiar with the TED platform. Um, I saw it was open at, uh, or West Virginia University was one of the sanctioned TEDx, uh, you know, they can put on these events. So you have to apply. Mostly it's like big universities or, you know, big organizations that are able to pull this off. Um, so I just applied to it, give it a shot. And I said, my subject was going to be the power of networking. Um, 
And I won't go into the full story, but I will give a little bit of a recap um, because I would love for you to, to watch it. It's on YouTube. It's linked in my personal profiles, but maybe Mountaineer Media, we can probably put out the link to it. Uh, the better version of my video like, will probably be out at the end of the month of October, but there is the replay live stream version out right now. Um, but yes, I mean, the, the long story short is that, you know, I had growing up in West Virginia, playing basketball sports, ended up having like a concussion during sports. They found a brain tumor. Uh, we'll call it a, a brain tumor. We had brain surgeons working on me, but it was a, a deep, deep within my sinus cavity. So picture something the size of like a softball deep within my, um, sinus cavity. Um, and really it was because of networking. So my dad, who's an audiologist, his connection, his professional relationship to another doctor was the reason why we were were able to like network our way through, ended up getting in contact with a world renowned surgeon in New York City um, named Dr. Anod. And uh, Dr. Nod is just, like I said, a world-renowned surgeon, lectures in London. I mean, this guy is like the top of the top, like, I mean, super doctor. And he ended up just being able to completely do it in this new patented way and removed it and basically have lived a normal life since then. Um, but all of that, so to me, you know, when I'm growing up, I don't really see that connection networking. Oh, I'm just going through life. But then as I realized my whole life, my career has kind of been shaped by networking, right? I mean, I, I build relationships. Um, you know, running a lawn care business, go to WVU, network through my MBA program, uh, start a career in wealth management, which is all about uh, meeting people, shaking hands, making relationships, networking. And then where Mountaineer Media fits in, when CJ and I were kind of, um, you know, looking out, okay, what can we do, man? We kind of realized, and CJ is a profound networker because of his career. He's shaking a lot of hands, made a lot of phone calls. Um, it's like, wait a second, like we can use our West Virginia network to pull this off because we're all, both of us were pretty connected within just different worlds of business and government and sports and athletics and all the whole nine yards. So that's kind of how Mountaineer Media came about. I, I, we couldn't pull this off, CJ, I don't think if we didn't have like networking at our core, right? Like, because to be able to get, oh yeah, talk to this person. Oh yeah, talk to that person, that sort of thing. Um, so long story short, you know, Mountaineer Media definitely has been a, obviously come from that, but it was a great experience. I will say the people up at WVU do a, a great job of putting the production on. I mean, you're on stage, it's dimly lit. You got the spotlight on you. You've got the clicker, the microphones on your chest, the audience. I mean, it's like a real deal production. Um, so I'm happy with the way it went. And it was just a flat out incredible experience to be alongside some other great uh, West Virginians as well. Yeah, and then you went out with the the dean of the business college, and he was like a massive fan of Mountaineer Media, so that yeah. was like that was cool. Yeah, is the, the new dean at West Virginia, the business college at Chambers College, uh, Joshua Hall, uh, had lunch with him afterwards, and yeah, he's um, he's a supporter of Mountaineer Media and the stories that we're telling. Um, I think it, it just speaks to all the different. Um, areas that we try to cover. I mean, like, and we, you know, you'll see occasionally we'll post online, Hey, if you've got ideas or topics, like, let us know, like we try to include as much as we can here at Mountaineer Media. Like we don't, we're not just one, we're not a business podcast. We're not a political show. You know, we're not X, Y, Z. We're trying to just talk about real people and real stories from all walks of life in West Virginia. So it's cool to definitely meet people that say they listen to the podcast. I'm almost like, wow, that person's heard me like talk like 50 times. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, man, it was, it was a cool experience. I'm super stoked to have that under my belt for sure. 
Yeah, man. So uh, another one, you know, what, what happens now? Like what's the, how does that happen now? Well, yeah. um, maybe I'll, I'd, I'd like to, I don't know if I'll, I'll speak directly again on that. I, to me, that was like, that's as best as I'm going to summarize that story on networking. I do say I did like the rush of, pub- I mean, you're maybe used to this more than I am. Like for sure, I was nervous all the way up until like, I'm nervous. Like they're calm. You're, they're, they're reading my, you know, bio on stage and the people are clapping. I'm like nervous. My heart's beating. But then when you're on stage, I just felt like, all right, now I'm just leaning on the preparation that I had done. And you almost just kind of become to me, like a, a different, not a different person, like, but like in a way that you're just kind of like, all right, like here it is, like, here's what's going to come out. And it's just like, yeah. you just learn to like roll with it, even if you do make small mistakes. So um, yeah. who knows, maybe, maybe I'll give more speeches, but my, my big thing with that, and, and I get it, not, not uh, looked down upon, but my, my entire goal was like, okay, I, I've got three minutes here. Let me get off to the best 15 seconds that I can possibly get off because 90 seconds in you're either rolling or you you've given up, you know, you're, you're probably yeah. rolling though. And so like, as long as I can get off to a good start and be comfortable and feel like I captured the attention of whoever I'm speaking to within the first 15 seconds, then after that, it's all like, okay, I've got your attention. Now I'm going to start hitting you with the good information, like the, right. the, the stuff. And then that's like you said, you kind of feel it's like almost an out of body experience. Right. just kind of go but I, my my entire goal is just to get off on the right foot and and like in sports journalism a lot of it is just like riffing and and just kind of like talking you know as you go but i like to script everything at least my intro i like to script for everything at least my intro so yeah that's, uh, that's been a big piece of you know why i think this uh, has definitely helped the podcast has helped i mean this has helped yeah, exactly. me i'm sure it's maybe influenced how even you approach your day job but it's definitely this definitely helped in preparation of that talk for sure yeah well, i think this has made me a better interviewer i feel like it's you know when you get to these longer format um interview sessions you start figuring out what are the the best questions how do you how do you dig deep without like you know either pissing somebody off or making somebody cry Right. Um, you Which know, I don't think it, we've done. Have we made anybody? Have we pissed anybody off or made anybody? No, cry? I don't think we've made anybody mad. I think we're, you know, we're. I've almost cried probably here in Corduroy Brown story. I feel like that was a moment. Yeah, that, that was, was nuts. Like, you know, if we if we did make anybody tear up, it was not because it was like uh, we we <laughs> made anybody sad. You know, because right. of like what we said, it was because it was like tears of joy, probably more or less but yeah corduroy story was unbelievable but yeah i think it's just made me a better interviewer overall but um yeah yeah, by all means man this is uh the podcasting business is is no joke it can definitely be a major uh, benefit to you and your professional and professional and just your day-to-day you know you're you're just making you happy i i say this all the time like we've done how many episodes where are we at we're over yeah we're over 50 and so it's like I can tell 58 different stories to anybody that asks, you know, like I might not remember every detail of every episode, but I can tell you if if we went through, just give me the name. I can give you a a summary, a summary of every person and like maybe some cool facts about them. And like, I can tell 58 different great stories because I don't think there's one story that we've told that it hasn't been enjoyable. I think everything that we've talked about has been either, you know, you're either going to have a a takeaway because you learned something or you're going to laugh. And and that is like even maybe even better. So, yeah, man, you know, I I say that all the time. I'm 
I hope when I walk into the party, I'm not the most boring person because if I am, then I've been living life wrong. <laughs> because I, I've got all the, I've got all the, the, the attributes of being the, the person that's got the cool stories and the great stories. Yeah, if you've got nothing to say, that's a problem. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I'm not doing it right. So it just, and, but yeah, man, this has been a, a life-changing experience. So. And folks, if you're listening, join our team, join the team, because we've tried to open this tent. This is not the CJ and Cooper show, even though this no. episode happens to be the CJ and Cooper show. Um, this is not just the CJ Mason and Cooper. Here's our views. We're trying to open this up to in, in a way that makes sense, like structure to as many people as possible. So you heard me mention a few of the recent blogs. Um, you know, we're constantly looking for new ideas to blog about. So it's not just um, us filling a position like, hey, if you want to blog about something in West Virginia, reach out to us. I I've been putting out a notice i think i won't announce their names but i think we do have two people that are interested in uh blogging about west virginia beer craft beer which is pretty cool um the beer scene in west virginia there's a lot of cool little breweries um i think these two individuals are gonna review some of the beer give you guys some tips some places to go to check out some local stuff um, but if you're if we're missing an angle on something and you're listening and you want to not even just blogging, but content creating videos, exactly you know, written, um, if you want to join the podcast, um, hell, if you want to make another podcast, I mean, we mountain two sides of the same mountain, CJ and I are not even on that show. Um, but we kind of realized that, hey, politics is probably not our lane. We don't really have a lot of credibility in that world. Why don't we let two West Virginia House delegate members run that Um so anyway, my point was that if you're listening to this and you want to contribute, one, we appreciate your constant support and listening. If you've made it, whatever this is, 40 minutes into the episode, that means you're a loyal fan. Um, but secondly, I, you know, if you want to participate in it, that's what we're really open Definitely. and uh, welcoming you to do so. Yeah, I mean, this is not something that this is this is not a joy. As you can see, if, if, you, if you've listened to us for 40 minutes now, this is not a passion and a joy that we want to keep bottled up and keep to ourselves. This is something that we want everybody to experience. So yeah, if you have any in, inkling of wanting to, to be a part of our team to write, uh, to content create, I mean, just to come up with guest ideas or just shoot some, you know, brainstorm with us. Like we want others to be involved because how we see West Virginia is not how everybody sees West Virginia. So as, as many perspectives and points of view as we can get through this channel that we use as Mountaineer Media, then that's a win for everybody. So yeah, by all means, we're, if you want to join the team, we're here. We are easy to get a hold of. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we're easy literally, to get a hold I'll of. say, yeah, shoot me a message. We'll literally get on a phone call with you. And probably yeah. not even like people are kind of shocked when they're like, like they are bloggers of like they thought they were applying <laughs> for a position. I'm like, hey, look, man, the, this job is yours. This is like, yours. You're not like, like do it. Like, I, you know, you're, I don't care. I don't even care which I'm not even like, I'm going to read it, of course, but like, I'm not going to like say what you can write or not write. Like, yeah. literally yeah. just go on here and do it. The vetting um, process, don't worry. It's not It's not very strict. <laughs> We're not going through the, the deep background search. <laughs> you just got to tell us what you want right. to do, and we'll let you do it. <laughs> and it's all a good point that you said, CJ. It's all different perspectives and voices. So, you know, we're conscious of the fact that as we grow as a platform, that we want to highlight uh, everything, right? I mean, we're trying to be as equitable and fair as possible. So it's important for us to always re reiterate that we want to lift up women. We want to lift up uh, the LGBT community in West Virginia, uh, by POC folks in West Virginia. I love the campaign of y'all means all, um, because if this state and region and Appalachia in general is going to be successful, uh, you know, there's certain parts of, of society and culture that uh, we need to we need to work on. We need to educate ourselves on. We need to be uh, an open, friendly, 
an accepting uh, society if if this region of the world wants to keep up and keep pace with the the, the world as it is today. It's flat out and simple. So um, anyway, that's yeah. open open solicitation and invitation, if you will, to anybody listening. Uh, but I do want to mention a few of other our proud part partners, um, Mountaineer Employment Solutions. So if you're looking for a job. And, uh, you know, the pandemic, you're like, you know what, I need a new job, need a new career. Mountaineer Employment Solutions over at beamountaineer.com. That's beamountaineer.com. They will hook you up. They have direct connections with employers in the state. So whether that's, uh, you know, you're you're looking to break through an entry level job, work in construction, or maybe at a front office somewhere, or you maybe you're at a point where you want to jump careers and you're, you know, a seasoned vet in a certain industry, but you want a better fit at a different company, they can work with you. They have the, again, the direct relationships with the employers, uh, which is also important to TJ because they, if you're a small business owner, they can reach out to them too, right? I mean, they, if I'm understanding that correctly, you can be a partner with them and they can help you hire employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're an individual searching for jobs, reach out to them. If you are a business looking for employees, reach out to them as well, especially bulk employees. I mean, now granted, not everybody needs 60 employees to help run their business. But yeah, a small business that's looking for four or five employees, reach out to Mountaineer Employment Solutions as well, because they are, that's exactly what they do. They help you find the people to fill those roles. So yeah, they are um, a one size fits all kind of deal. They do anything and everything that you need them to do when it comes to employment and they even do payroll, but you know, I, you know, I know that that's uh, a monkey off uh, some people's shoulders. So um, we know the guy, Bill Carter, man, he's a great dude. So reach out to us, definitely reach out to them if you're interested, but definitely uh, check out Mountaineer Employment Solutions. And we've got a couple of other sponsors too, that we have. uh, Well, let's talk about Mr. B. You'd mentioned it. We just re-signed with Mr. B potato chip, the only potato chip made in the great state of West Virginia, Marianne Kettleson, who we had on episode nine. She's still rolling with us. She still kind of still has the same vision as us when it comes to spreading the, the joy and the love of West Virginia. And so she's, she's still very, uh, you know, she motivates us in a lot of ways. Anytime we speak to Marianne, she's just like, you boys are doing great. Keep it up. And we're like, all right, that is all that we need to know. So check out Mr. B potato chips as well. Um, then we've got Mountaineer Roasting Company as well, and they're up in Morgantown. And, you know, um, if you haven't tried out their coffee, go go check that out. Coop, what's their website? It's Mountaineer Roasting, right? Yeah, mountaineerroasting.com. Mountaineerroasting.com. Uh, like CJ said, delicious West Virginia roasted coffee. Rusty entrepreneur said, you know what? I love coffee and I'm going to build out a coffee brand within West Virginia. And he did exactly that. He's, he's a few partners um, and he's grown quickly, I think, in uh, collaboration with the university. A lot of college students work at the restaurant. So it's a really cool, fun, hip vibe inside of there in their Morgantown location. Um, I think it's like the best way to describe it is what, like over by the, the Gucci Kroger in Morgantown. Um, like well, you've behind. been there too. So yeah. I, I haven't been up there. I haven't been to Morgantown in a it's, while. So yeah, it's on that side of town. Yeah. It's a nice area to go there, post up, do your homework or work on stuff. I think they're actually putting in uh, beer taps as well. So they're going to have the West Virginia craft beer inside of there as well. Um, but they gave us a code. So if you want that coffee Mountaineer or no, I'm sorry, media 15, media yep. 15, 15% off. Use it at checkout. Use it at checkout. Comes right off your order. And then the coffee ships right to your door. Delicious. Smells delicious. 
Uh, I use a French press when I make it, but you can get it in the drip, like already ground up. You can get the whole beans. Um, you can get the uh, French press grind. They've got a couple different uh, blends uh, as well. Decaf and espresso and uh, dark and mild and house. So check them out, mountaineerroasting.com. Um, and then lastly, um, Raised Rub. Raised Rub is another West Virginia small business. And yes, we've had pretty much everybody on the podcast. That's kind of um, the cool thing about these partners is that if you want to in-depth look at their store, you can go back and listen to an episode that they're, uh, the founder of their company was on. So mm-hmm. Brody, Brody Prudnick joined the podcast, episode 44, and that's Raised Rub. He's, uh, you know, his dad started, I think it was just a family recipe. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have this where it's like, hey, mom, hey, grandma, hey, dad, make that thing that you always make. Well, Brody's dad, you know, had a seasoning. And they, uh, they was in their family. And then, uh, you know, Brody's dad passed away a few years back and Brody, you know, took a look at it and he said, you know what, I'm going to keep this legacy moving, um, because of all the family and the joy that it brings so many people and the, exactly the West Virginia connection. So he's, he's growing that business. It's cool to see him. I think he's in like cool grocery stores now, like local West Virginia grocery stores. He's on Amazon. Um, it's great stuff. CJ, I know you use it. I use it. Um, it, it really does make it seem like you can cook and you don't really have to do that much work. Yeah. And we, you might remember Mason and I starred in a video about Ray's rub seasoning. So if you, if you need a, another take on it, go watch that video and, you know, go check out Brody's episode as well. And then you can even hear us do, um, it was a bird call, right? It was a Turkey call. We yeah, did a and turkey call in that episode. So if you want to miss yeah, that, yeah. go go back and, and listen to that. That's worth a good couple of minutes to listen to. So one more <laughs> one day. more blogger, one more blogger plug is I do want somebody to talk about West Virginia hunting. Hunting is uh just I mean, look, it, it's fundamental to Appalachia culture. Um you know, I would like if someone's listening and you're just a hunter, you, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to have like the world record buck or, you know, yada, yada, yada. You just, I just want the experience, the family, the tradition. If you want to capture that in written video or audio format, reach out to us, mountaineermediapodcastgmail.com. Um, or, you know, we'll, we'll put you on. Like we said earlier, it's not a, not a harsh interview. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, look, CJ, we've rolled through episodes. We've had, you know, the guys of VPO, Najee, Jonathan, and Grant was a cool episode, episode 54. They're helping WU students uh, build out their financial lives through their uh, taking advantage of the NIL agreement. Tony Caridi was fun. That's a personal connection that you had. Um, But Tony is just an absolute rock star um, within West Virginia media landscape. Bob Huggins, if you guys remember, and, and it feels like a lifetime ago, but we, we got Bob on the phone for 20 minutes and we, we chatted him episode 56. And then CJ, the last one was Nate, uh, Petrosky, who yep. I, maybe one of the most unique guests that we've had just in terms of what he's kind of done. And if you guys listen to that, just the episode, um, 57, just the one right behind this episode, he's a, a homesteader. So he's out in the woods in Rome County, and he's just living life. He's just like, hey, look, don't bother me. Let me just do my thing. But he's become famous on TikTok with 1.3 million followers. Yeah, he wants to get to 1.7 for the population in West Virginia. So that's pretty cool goal. That is cool, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's like the guy that wants to get off the grid, but he's still on the grid kind of like it's a good hybrid, Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's a hybrid and, model, but, yeah, exactly. A hybrid model. But uh, yeah, some great episodes we've had here recently and hopefully you've enjoyed this one getting a little insight into our world as well so i promise that i would do this with my family the last time a big shout out to both of our families and mason's included as well 
but um you know my my parents have uh listened to this ep- the the podcast several times and they're big fans and so shout out to my mom beth and my dad uh well they call him craig and uh, i'm that's where CJ comes from. I'm just Craig Jr. And then uh, Ken and my my sister just had a baby, Julia and and uh, Elliot that, and Emily yeah. and Garrett. So yeah, man, it's uh, and Sharon. It's uh, things have been things have been good for the Harvey McNeil family on my side here recently. So I told them I'd give them a shout out on on the next episode that and the next time that we did a little riffraff like this. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, guys. Well, thank you for listening to CJ and I ran uh, mountaineermedia.org is where you can find everything. That's where you're going to find our social media. That's where you're going to find our merchandise. I don't think we really spoke about it too much, but the merchandise you guys appreciate you buying it, the blue lot shirts, the uh, mountains and moonshine, uh, the hats, all of that is available over at mountaineermedia.org. And then also, you know, like we've said before, two sides of the same mountain. It's another podcast that we kind of partnered with two West Virginia house of delegate members josh and kayla uh they interview people they just had on joe mansion and uh shelly more capito uh maybe joe mansion i saw he was on snl or he was being like created on it's snl actually, it's it's a honestly it wasn't a great skit was it, it was funny but it wasn't it wasn't a great skit no i wish he would have yeah. had i wish they would have made him into a different figure they were kind of playing him you know as was the, he on his was he on the boat on the no, no, no. They actually put him, he was like next to Biden in like a skit about uh, talking about the spending bill and um, just how he's like a moderate Democrat, but they yeah. put him on like the right acting like he's a, a you know, more of a, a conservative. So it actually wasn't a very good skit. I didn't think it was very good, but he did make his SNL debut. So yeah. not he well, personally, but his character. And folks, you know, like, I just want to address it. Um, I, I occasionally go on social media and clarify is that CJ and I probably could not be any less political than we are on here. Like, I, I literally don't care if if who's a Republican, who's a Democrat. We, we don't even tell stories in the light of like, well, you know what the media is saying? Like, we don't we don't try to take political divisiveness. That's not our M.O. Neither is two sides of the same mountain, if you will. Like the literally the whole point of that is to remove political talk. Um, but I did see, you know, comments, people saying like Joe mentioned this, uh, you know, Shelley Moore Capito that. Well, I would interview anybody that's sitting in that seat. I feel that that's like like not a responsibility of ours, but any West Virginia senator, I, you know, regardless of whether you like them or you don't like them or you disagree with their politics, it's not that we're blanket promoting them by any way. We're just saying, hey, this person has a lot of influence over West Virginia and we'd like to talk to them. Now, if you've ever interviewed a senator, they kind of you kind of you know that they kind of run on. They almost just say what they want to say, regardless of the question that you ask. We do our best to try to not be play gotcha. We try not to, you know, we're not going to. And look, you don't invite people on and then do a hit piece on them out of nowhere and then just ask. Not to say that you can't ask tough questions, but you just don't interrogate somebody after invite them on your podcast. So just want to clarify that, guys. We know anytime you dive into the world of politics, you're going to get people saying, you know, whatever their opinion is. We try the bottom of our heart to promote West Virginia and have conversations with people that influence the state. And also, I do believe at their heart, do like and enjoy and love West Virginia. So um, anyway, catch all of that. Um, over at mountaineermedia.org. Again, that's our home base. That's where you find everything uh, that we do. So CJ, I don't know if I got any more thoughts. It's a fun time catching up with you, brother. <laughs> On that note, I think I'm good too. So <laughs> we'll get wrap it up here. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys. See you next week. Peace.